Are you the next Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, or Deion Sanders? Do you have what it takes to become the next great talent? Whether you play baseball, basketball, football, or any other sport, you all at least have one thing in common, the need to be recognized. It doesn't matter if you're trying to get recruited to your dream school or striving to make it to the next level. I'mNextUSA.com is the platform for you. You're listening to NGSE Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSEsports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. Huddle Up Podcast live on NGSCSports.com, also on Facebook.com slash Huddle Up Podcast. We've got the live video going there. Make sure you uh, tune in either way. If you're not listening live, make sure you follow us uh, on on our show page at NGSCSports.com and all the other shows in the NGSC Sports Radio Network. Also, Facebook.com slash Huddle Up Podcast. Twitter is at Huddle Up Podcast. Make sure you visit the homepage, NGSCSports.com. We also stream daily at liebsports.com, L-E-E-I-B sports.com. You can podcast our show on iTunes or Android by searching Huddle Up with Jim and Dave. Again, our Facebook page, if you are uh, checking us out live or the videos there and all the other news, that is facebook.com slash Huddle Up Podcast, Twitter at Huddle Up Podcast. It is uh, Wednesday, March the 1st. We got Dave on the line. Dave, how are you doing this week, bud? Hey, Jim. Uh, doing pretty well. I mean, it's uh, March finally, so the madness is about to start. Yeah, we're definitely um, – that, that that show will not be next week. I guess it'll be uh, two weeks. There's no live show next week. Uh, we, we're going to take the week off, and then we should have a, a pretty good college basketball March Madness preview the following. Uh, yeah, it's going to get crazy, and then we're going to be looking at uh, Stanley Cup playoffs in the face. Major League Baseball regular season is going to be starting – uh, the preseason is is you know fixing to get underway, uh, really getting uh, really getting going on the spring sports here. Um, as it was what seventy four degrees today in central Pennsylvania, it's supposed to be in like the forties tomorrow. So I I can't figure out heads or tails, Dave. Yeah, definitely. Uh, did you just call baseball preseason though? Did I? I think you might have. That's kind of an impressive one, even even coming from you there. But uh, yeah, this uh, this weather we've had in uh, Central PA has been pretty uh, pretty crazy to say the absolute least. So uh, definitely ready for the uh, the hockey playoffs without a doubt. Yeah, and we're gonna uh, we're gonna jump into talking about NHL stuff as uh, you know plenty of news coming out today with the trade deadline being today. Teams finalizing those rosters. 
uh, for the Stanley Cup push. Uh, but uh, if you want to get involved in the action, you can do that. We have two ways to do that. Uh, I guess three ways. You can uh, tweet us at Huddle Up Podcast. You can go to Facebook.com slash Huddle Up Podcast. Follow along with the live video. Leave comments. Where I'll try and uh, check those out as well. Or you can call into the show 866-302-5772. Again, that is 866-302-5772. Um, Dave, obviously NHL trade deadline today and the, uh, the, the big one obviously, uh, means probably most to you and I, uh, being Capitals fans, uh, being Hershey Bears fans, um, the, the biggest splash of the NHL trade deadline came not today. It, uh, it came a few days ago when the Capitals, acquired defenseman Kevin Shattenkirk and goaltender Phoenix Copley from the St. Louis Blues in exchange for forwards Zach Sanford and Brad Malone. They also uh, traded away their first-round pick in this year and conditional draft picks moving forward. Now, this was on Monday night, Dave, and, and uh, you know, typically my Monday night consists of watching WWE Monday Night Raw. I've never been shy about that. That's what my Monday night consists of. And I'm sitting and I'm and I'm tweeting and I'm being active on social media and, I, and I'm starting to see some buzz that uh, that this trade is likely to happen. I knew uh, from things reading things this weekend that the Capitals and Penguins seem to be the two teams. And I'm like, please don't let the Penguins win the, win this trade war and you know be the team that lands Shattenkirk and uh, you know go on and and do things that we don't want to see them do again. I'm not even going to say what the, what those things are, but I think we know what we're talking about. But then, it, then it just started coming out that that it was that it the, it, the deal was getting done with the Capitals, and immediately you and I started texting. You and I uh, were trying to figure out uh, we're we're connecting with people that uh, that we know close to the situation. What what's who's going where? What's going where? What's it for? What are the Capitals giving up what what's going to happen in Hershey and and ultimately Dave um I think the 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 first kind of official word on this was Shattenkirk for Sanford the first round pick and and more picks and you and I I I think at that point were okay um maybe a little heavy with with Sanford they're gonna have to probably do some other things they're gonna want to um, you know, solidify a goaltender as insurance. And then as this thing shook out and it finished to what it was, um, I, I think, I think this was a, a brilliant trade. I think this worked out, um, about as perfectly as you could get for, for, uh, Hershey and Washington, because you, you, you get Shattenkirk, obviously, you know, you're, 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 you're kind of going all in at this point. We'll, we'll kind of touch on that, but you, you, you get your defenseman, you get goaltender insurance, and you don't really sell the farm too much. Yeah, Jim, um, I, I completely agree with you there. If there was a prospect that uh, will get a high return right now, I think it had to be Stanford. And, uh, I mean, he's he's got the body. I mean, we've watched him in Hershey for, I don't know, 15 games this year. Um, definitely has the body, definitely has the hands. 
Um, but he needs to bulk up number one. He's not NHL ready at this point. Um, heck, even a couple games this year with, with us down in Hershey, he wasn't uh, age already. So, um, I, I mean, I think this is a, a wizardry of a trade for uh, what the Caps have pulled off. I mean, even giving up our draft pick, I think the, the uh, draft this year is extremely weak. So, um, big deal in my eyes. Uh, but on, on the flip side, you got to look at the Blues as well. And uh, this is a player that uh, more than likely was not re-signing with them uh, in this offseason. And they got a heck of a uh, haul for him as well, considering uh, in 20 games he was going to walk. So I mean, you got to look at it from that angle, too, that they did pretty well as well. Yeah, certainly. And, and I know that, that there's been a lot of um, there's been a lot of buzz, and and I think the the majority of it uh, has been uh, has been pretty favorable for the Caps. You know, I think uh, a lot of people have have kind of been in agreement that uh, this th- this was a hell of a deal uh, for Washington. And and uh, I, I've I've seen writers and uh, and and social media, you know social media journalists, if you will, um, mostly from, from uh, the Pittsburgh side and, and from the New York Rangers side, because I, I think the Rangers, kind of near the end, there was some buzz about them uh, getting involved in this Shattenkirk deal that, that are saying, uh, you know, the, the, the Caps, kind of mocking the Caps for, for, for this rental, as they're calling it, or, you know, as it's, it's somewhat known. But this isn't anything new. I mean, we, we see these kind of deals every year where you you go out and get a guy that either is on the last year of his deal or has a uh, has an option or maybe one year left uh, on a contract and and you kind of you you go you go big at the deadline uh, in hopes that it pays off in hopes that you win a Stanley Cup and Brian McClellan the general manager of the Capitals about this time last year when uh you know when the when the buzz is brought up about the deadline and, and things like that. Um, Brian McClellan said a year ago that the Capitals had probably about a two-year window uh, to win the Stanley Cup. And I think if we're looking at this team and we're looking at it um, objectively or as objectively as we can, Dave, um, I, I think this is one of the best Capitals teams that I have ever seen. Um, th- this team, and and I may have said this before, I, I don't know, um, but I think this team is, is probably one of the best that I've ever seen. Um, and I feel like now's, now's probably the time. So to, to make this deal when they did, um, I, I thought was a, a pretty brilliant thing. Uh, we do have a caller and, uh, and let's get to them now. Uh, first caller tonight, eight, six, two area code. Let us know who you are and where you're calling from. Hey, what's going on, fellas? This is uh, Mitch in New Jersey. How are we doing tonight? Oh, we're doing good, Mitch. I'm, I'm glad you called. Uh, we, we've missed you for a couple weeks there, but uh, glad to have you back. Yeah, you know, I've been I've been uh, working a lot. I, I actually, uh, you know, I've been meaning to call in, and then uh, the trades happened in the, the last few days. I figured uh, it would be uh, perfect for me to call in and talk about uh, – the reigning President's Cup uh, trophy winners and the reigning Stanley Cup uh, winners. Yeah, and and I mean the the, the a lot of the buzz uh, around these two teams uh, going through this past weekend um, was that uh, the Caps and the Pens were were probably the most likely uh, candidates to land them. Um, Mitch, for you, and and I'll kind of get let you get uh, any other questions in. 
but just uh, is do you have are you upset at all that the, that the Penguins weren't able to pull off this deal? Um, I think uh, yeah, a little bit just because of the injuries uh, we've had on our defensive. Uh, you know, the Penguins have had on our defense, and I've never been that guy who's dumb enough to think my team won the title last year. So let's just keep everything the same and we're going to win it again this year. I know sports doesn't work like that. Anyone Mm -hmm. who wins consistently in sports, uh, you know, understands that. I I do think some teams in sports may not understand that. And that's why you see teams maybe have success and then uh, they can't get back to that pinnacle of course dave i'm talking about the carolina panthers going from uh, 15 and one to like six and ten no but i was i was disappointed but i was very happy with the with the deal they made today i thought it was impressive uh that they were able to get uh the guy traded from philly to tampa to pittsburgh i just think the trade was brilliant by the capitals honestly you know i'm a penguins homer and i want to come here and slam the capitals it was a brilliant trade because you get this great defenseman knowing the big matchup in the East, we all know it. It's going to be Penguins-Capitals. The winner of that series will probably go to the Stanley Cup. The Penguins have a great offense, so getting this elite defender, I hate to say it, it was a brilliant move by the Capitals. Yeah, and that's the thing, and and very similar to uh, what we saw a year ago. Um, I, I really think that this uh, the the race to the Stanley Cup, to me, does kind of feel like a, like a two-dog fight. Um, in the East, I mean, currently uh, going into tonight, the Capitals uh, on top of everything at 91 points, and that is uh, on top of everything, even league-wide. Minnesota leading the West at 88. Uh, you have Columbus and Pittsburgh currently tied at 84. Uh, but I, I honestly don't see uh, Columbus being a team that, that's going to be able to uh, hold itself right. up in the postseason. Um, you know, Montreal's leading the Atlantic Division at 78 points. I mean. The, the the second and third place teams in the metro division are six points ahead of the leader in the Atlantic. Like I just I and then you have Ottawa at seventy two, Boston at seventy two in in second and third in that division. I mean, I'm not I'm not automatically punching a ticket for anybody, but uh I have a hard right. time believing that that the Ottawa's and Boston's of the world are, are gonna be able to be in there. And and I mean, really and then you look at you look at the wild card race uh, New York Rangers out of the Metro Division as well at 82 points. They would be four points uh, on top in the Atlantic. And then the number two wildcard team right now in the Eastern Conference is the Toronto Maple Leafs. They have 69 points going into tonight. Like, nice. You know what I mean? It, it's So so. I, mean, I think with, with, with having fun with each other, as we like to do, I think we can look at this and say it's two, maybe a three-dog fight if you're talking about the Rangers. So I, I think for Washington to, to get the piece that they did um, was was big for them, and, and it shows that I think they're aware of the situation. Um, they are going all in on this, and, and I, I think it's smart. Dave, any uh, comments over there? Of course, there's comments from Dave. Um, I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna let an absolute cheap shot uh, go, go without go unheard of. But I'm gonna wait a little bit to get my fired back shot because uh, you know I, I got to let the Penguins fans gloat for a little bit. But uh, the, the the one thing, and I'm disappointed that you didn't go after Notre Dame football. If you had to go after football, they were a, oh that's now come on that's that that's that almost oh. be too easy. 
Dave, Dave, well, like, well, like Carolina. Once, once, once the summer comes around, I'll have uh, once the summer comes around, I'll have my Notre Dame. <laughs> ready to go. They, okay. they had such a brutal season. I'm showing mercy. I'm showing. There's no. I'm not some merciless man. They had such a brutal season. I'm, I'm letting them have a mercy period here. Did you forget we're talking about Jim though? <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait till the summer. Wait till the summer. I'll have wait. my insults ready to go. We'll have to podcast but. three days a week if this is going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, had, I had one quick one quick question. Uh, you know, uh, Boston have a lot of talent. And, uh, I mean, I, they're not on the same level as the Penguins or the Capitals, obviously. We all agree on that. But they have a lot of talent, and they've made this coaching change, and they've been playing well. You think they're the type of team that could possibly somehow sneak into the Stanley Cup, or do you just think they'll be a nice team that – goes into the playoffs and the Penguins or Capitals or take them out. Dave, I'll let you you give your thoughts on that first. Well, I, I think the one team with Boston and having a uh, having watched a good bit of these guys come up through Providence, um, I, I think the one thing with Boston that has always stuck out to me with them is they're they're fast in the front and their 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 decor is tall. I mean they have they have Chara, which is obviously yeah. um, a freak of nature. But um they're they're built for the playoffs, as dumb as that sounds. And if if uh, the goaltender, which I can't think of as Tuca, gets hot right now, um, that that could they're the type of team that could um, utterly frustrate either of our teams, depending on what happens. I mean, right. uh, do I would I be I would be more shocked if we lost to a uh, Ottawa tight team and lost to a Boston team. Um, but I mean, you, you play that, it's one of those, you play those series 10 times, either the Caps or the Pens beat Boston seven times, eight times, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. Maybe six, but, uh, definitely way more than half. Um, yeah. so I, kind of my thoughts on that. I, I, I look at Boston and, and, you know, they make the coaching change when they did. And, and, and it reminds me of, of. You know, you, we we've seen teams that they they make that coaching change mid season, uh, and then they get hot. And obviously, they are a talented team, and they have guys that have experience. Um, you know, in in the postseason and and winning the cup, and and they're not they're not afraid of of that environment. Um, but so many times when you have a team that that is that far down, and they have to, I mean, you're basically playing playoff hockey. You know, for the for the better part of the second half of the year, I, I think you just gas out at some point, and, and I, I think that that's kind of a likely uh, thing to happen to Boston. I mean, is it would it be impossible for them to uh, to make a run? Uh, no, but I, I I really do believe um, that that we're that it is a definitely a two dog fight. I wouldn't count out the Rangers. Yeah, Jim, I will, uh, I will agree with you on that. Um, I think the Rangers are definitely a team to watch. Um, the other thing I kind of want to throw out there, uh, you'll have to help me with the technology aspect of this. I don't have anything in front of me at the moment. Uh, highly unprepared for, for this uh, comment, but I saw it last night, so I uh, have to bring it up. Um, when's the last time the Montreal Canadiens won a game in regulation? Because you're going to pull up this schedule and you're going to be flabbergasted, Jim. But uh, uh, while... while well, Jimmy Boy's doing some work there, Mitch. I do have a. Uh, I think I. I think we. Mitch. Uh, Mitch looks like he dropped out for a minute. I know sometimes he has. Uh, he has some trouble with the uh, with the phone line. Uh, being in uh, being in New Jersey, I, I can't. Uh, I can't say that I'm much surprised. Um, I thought the karma. I thought the karma of being a Penguins fan caught up with 
Um, okay, so I'm looking at they didn't win a game in regulation in the month of February. So let's go back to the month of January. Um, was it the end of January? January 31st was the last time yeah. the Canadians won a game in regulation. Yeah, how ridiculous is that? I think I think I saw That's online. Absurd. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they were five and five and four or six and three in in February without winning a game in regulation. Yeah, that that looks about right. That's that's crazy. That's yeah, crazy. I, it's some, uh, and they're leading a division. That only Dave would come up with. <laughs> and they're leading a division too. Yeah. Yeah, that's. So Mitch just tweeted at the show if you didn't see that something came up and he uh, will not be back on. So okay, well uh, up there. we we do appreciate the call, Mitch. As always, you're always welcome on the show. And uh, um, do you, do you want to take a you want to take a shot at him? I mean, he's not here to defend himself. It, mm. That that would be low class, and I try to keep it classy, Jim. You know that. Since when? Unless it's at you. Unless it's at you. Oh, okay, okay. I was gonna say I, I I've never, uh, I've never been one to uh, to say that uh, about you. So, um, but yeah, no. I, I look at this trade with the Caps, and it, and it, and it was, uh, you know. Well, before I, we get back on the Caps here, um, let, let's wrap up this Penguin stuff. I got one kind of comment here. Okay. I was going to direct it at Mitch, but since he's not here. Um, and it's not a negative comment, but they've been kind of playing 500 hockey quietly for a pretty uh, pretty lengthy period of time, most of the month of February. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, if I uh, if I remember correctly, they had they were up uh, last night, and the uh, the stars came back on them, I believe. Um, and I, I'm just uh, I think the I, I think that the Rangers are playing better hockey right now than the Penguins, in all uh, non biased opinion. And, um, I, I mean, the Penguins had the deep run last year. They have their same decor back that made that run. But uh, I, I'm not sold on the Penguins' D at the moment. Um, so, for me, kind of tying this back into the Capitals, um, the, A, I'm thrilled that we got Shattenkirk, and it's a, uh, a huge upgrade on our defense and really solidifies the top six in my eyes. But just as big as that is the fact that he didn't go to the Penguins. Right, because if he went to the Penguins, that's a huge upgrade for them. Because I think they have a a suspect decor that gets by, not only decor but goaltender as well, um, that gets by based on how many goals are scored on offense. Um, again, just my viewpoint and anything I can do to nitpick at the Penguins, I of course <laughs> will do. No, but, I uh, just kind of my viewpoint on that. No, I think that's a great point, and that that was kind of why as uh, last weekend kind of was playing itself out. And I and I saw that it was the that the front runners were Washington and, and Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, my thought is just let this happen for us for once, because um, I, I don't remember the deal last year, but there was a deal at the deadline that that the Penguins made that I thought this team just got really dangerous, and. You know, it, it, I'm just uh, as a as a Capitals fan and a uh, non-apologetic uh, Penguins hater. Um, I, I'm just I'm tired of them getting those deals. I'll, I'm a hundred percent honest. I am tired of seeing them get those deals. And uh, and and even though they've only they've done it twice, uh, you know, in the in the post lockout uh, world. Uh, I'm tired of seeing them raise the cup, especially if, especially if our Capitals aren't going to do it. I, I'm so tired of uh, of seeing the uh, the yellow and black. So um, I'm glad that the Capitals got that deal, and, and I'm um, 
you know, obviously really hoping that it is, uh, you know, the, the, the sprinkle on the Stanley Cup ice cream cone that, that we've been looking for. Uh, but I am happy that the, that the Penguins, uh, did not get it. Uh, just looking over some of the other, other trades. I, there's really, this was kind of a quiet year, Dave. Um, you know, when you look at it, I, I agree with Mitch that the, that the deal, uh, to get straight from Tampa Bay, who, um, got, who dealt, uh, Phil, uh, who, who got him from the Flyers earlier in the day. Um, you know, that one, I think benefited, uh, benefited Pittsburgh pretty well, but th- there was no other trades, um, that, that really jumped up off the page at me. Um, one that, uh, just of note, because we're a Hershey, Hershey bears, uh, people and, and capitals people was, uh, Eric fair and Steve Oleksi are going to, uh, t- to Toronto, uh, from Pittsburgh. But I think uh, fair. They got a real good, uh, real solid prospect in returns. That was a real good trade for Pittsburgh. It was, yeah, it absolutely was, and, and I think they had just put fair on uh, on waivers, and he cleared, uh, so he was probably set to go to the AHL as it was. Um, so you know that I mean that that's a that's a kind of a future deal, um, you know, for the Penguins. But really, Dave, was there any other trades that uh, kind of jumped up off the page at you and said uh, this is going to have an impact? Yeah, Jim, there, there was definitely one other trade. Um, in, in my eyes, aside from the Capitals, the team that did the best at the trade deadline was Tampa Bay Lightning. Okay. I mean, you got Big Ben, you got big ben Bishop going out to Los Angeles, which I don't know what Los Angeles was doing because, I mean, uh, Budai was playing really good as a bat, in a backup role with Quick, and then now you have two probably top, uh, I don't know, top six, eight, goaltenders in the league on your team that's kind of going to create some interesting issues there so i don't know what uh la was doing and i think they picked up uh jerome gilman today uh for a fourth round pick which uh in uh yeah 2018 2018 conditional fourth round pick so obviously it depends on uh on where standings play out i mean he's played 61 games this year i think i saw today and he has like 16 points so i mean i almost Say that they gave up a, a lot in the fourth round pick for him, but uh, the, the leadership and uh, experience that he has might help. But uh, yeah, it, I, I mean, it's a it's a weird spot for for the Kings. They are currently sitting uh, going into tonight one spot out of the wild card. They're at sixty six points. Uh, the Western Conference wild card teams are Calgary at seventy two. Calgary, one of the hottest teams in the league right now. Um, I think they've won six out of their last eight uh, and seven out of ten. Five in a row in that stretch too, um, and and they are uh, they are at seventy two points. St. Louis at sixty seven uh, going into tonight. Uh, you know, so so I think you know for L. A. I think they were just they were looking to add some experience, and uh, you know from a goaltending standpoint, I guess they wanted a, a little more uh, confidence. And uh, getting a guy like a Ginla definitely adds uh, adds some pretty in, pretty valuable experience there. Yeah, definitely. It's just an interesting, an interesting route that they took, for lack of better terms. I mean, they, I don't remember the exact details of the Bishop trade, but uh, they gave up a, uh, a a decent prospect, if I remember correctly, the trade. Which uh, it, it's interesting because Bishop's not that old either. So uh, it, it's just a bizarre trade in my eyes that uh, you go after someone that big. I mean, you could have flashed some of the flyers, and uh, you, you could have had Newby coming out, and he'd be a solid backup quick. I mean, just 
kind of an example there. But uh, interesting move for the Flyers as well. And they uh, they signed Newby today for a two-year deal, which is uh, oh. uh, kind of going to create some interesting yeah. uh, chemistry chemistry type issues with Mason there as well. So uh, kind of bizarre move on their well, part. And, I and, thought they signed him to trade him. Personally. And and especially with um, I forget the guy's name in uh, in, in Lehigh Valley, but uh it's not it's not like you yeah it's not like you need uh goaltending for that for that many years I I thought that was uh that was a little bit uh maybe not suspect is the right word but um yeah just uh, some interesting uh decisions there out out of Philly today uh Dave look just looking over um I you know I, I noticed that the 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 Detroit Red Wings were in a situation that uh, is very unfamiliar to them. They're 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 going to miss the playoffs, uh, and it's the first time in in close to I think close to thirty years that the Detroit Red Wings are going to miss the postseason. And, and I, I saw uh, countless uh, trades where they moved players for picks. So um, obviously, it, it's something that I've never uh, really talked about here because Detroit has been. Um, I think like I think it was twenty six or twenty seven straight seasons in the postseason, and they they would always be buyers at the deadline. Uh, I think it's a smart play for them to be sellers because it's it's evident that uh, you know this kind of this crop this this group that um, is is kind of nearing its end. I mean, you saw Datsuk leave, uh, you know Zetterberg's up there. They have so many guys that are. Um, you know, they, they were kind of nearing the uh, latter part of their career and now they make moves and they're going to get younger, uh, and they're kind of rebuilding. Um, and, and I, I think it, I thought it was a brilliant, uh, brilliant play by, by Detroit to make those decisions. Yeah. It's always interesting when that, uh, when that comes to an end, but I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta sit back and look at this and I mean, how many, what does this say for Detroit's organization? I mean, this should be getting more publicity than it is about how long of a consecutive streak it is for them making the playoffs. I mean, this is just unheard of being, I mean, how many, how many teams make it 10 years, let alone 25 right, plus? Right. I mean, and you're not talking about, um, you know, a, a college team making, a bowl game, you're talking about being in the top half of your conference for 25, 28 straight years here. Sure. Um, And that's through two or three sets of players. I mean, even if you're figuring 10 years for a core group of players, you're you're passing the torch there awfully well. So you're doing something right in Detroit without a doubt. But uh, interesting to always see who the buyers and sellers are. Um, I forget who it is, but I saw on Twitter today, and again, my favorite saying is I say once a week on the show, but on Twitter it has to be true. But uh, one of, some some team has five or six second round picks next year, so can you imagine that? What the draft's going to look like for them? That's an instant reload of your farm system. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I and I I mean I don't know if it was that many in, in a round, but I know uh, years back I think it was right around the time that the Capitals and the Bears, um, you know, be, be, became into the their affiliation agreement that. The Caps had a pretty heavy draft year, and and it's kind of paid off uh, pretty well for them. So, uh, yeah, that's obviously something to watch. And as we get close to the NHL draft, we will uh, discuss some of those things real quick before the break. Here, Dave, uh, let's look at uh, some of the uh, Stanley Cup odds. 
uh, coming out since the uh, since the deadline has passed and and uh, maybe correct me if if I have any of these numbers wrong. Uh, I'm showing the favorite now uh, as the Capitals at five to one. Yeah, that sounds. I don't have anything in front of me, Jim, but that sounds about right. Okay. Uh, from what I saw, I think I, I think I saw them at nine to two or not nine to eleven to two yesterday. So they came down okay. a little bit, uh, which makes sense. Yeah. So the Capitals. I mean, they they and and really, there's no really surprise here. The the flip flop from preseason. Uh, the Blackhawks were six to one odds at the season start. They are still six to one. Uh, they're the they're the second best odds in the league right now. Uh, the, the, the Capitals were eight to one when the year started. They are now five to one. Um, looking down over at the Minnesota wild seven to one, although we know what Bruce Boudreaux does in the postseason. the San Jose Sharks seven to one. Uh, you have Columbus at 14 to one, which I mean, I, I know, uh, being that, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of very new to, to success, uh, that one could be an interesting play if you are into that sort of thing. They're uh, going to have to play Pittsburgh in the first round, aren't they? Am I mistaken there? More than likely, assuming the standings hold. Yeah, if the, if the standings hold as they are, it would be the Penguins and the Blue Jackets in the first round. See, I, I think I don't know if that's enough odds because I don't. Although they might match up pretty well as physical as they can be. Yeah, uh, we that we have spell trouble, Mitchie. Yeah, yeah, it could. That'd be really interesting. Uh, we have a have a question on the on the Facebook live asking about Nashville, uh, who's currently third in the Central at seventy three points. Great question. Going into tonight, they are, and this this I think could be a pretty valuable play again if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, down from the start of the year, opening the the year, they were at twenty five to one. They are now at thirty to one. But I mean, they're a team that that is is playing pretty damn well right now, and uh, you know, Smashville does rock. Uh, down there uh, at Bridgestone in the uh, in the postseason, so and they would again. Th- this is if standings hold um, through the uh, through the remainder of the year. About twenty games left, give or take a few for each team. Uh, the the Predators would face the Blackhawks in the first round, and I think that right there, Chris, is why uh, the the number has probably dipped a little uh, right now for the uh, for the Predators, just because. Uh, you're going up against the uh, the number the number two odds uh, in the entire league, a team that uh, is, is kind of built probably the closest thing to a dynasty uh, in the National Hockey League that we've seen in uh, in uh, in the last uh, 10, 15 years or so. Um, Chris adds they have a really good chemistry right now. They do. They're they're playing they're playing extremely well, and I think if they could get past, um, I think if they could get past Chicago, I, I think. The, the West is completely wide open. And Dave, I don't know how you feel about it. Because beyond Chicago, these are the current teams that are uh, playoff teams in the Western Conference. Minnesota, 88 points. They're leading the conference. Then you have Chicago at 83 points. Nashville at 73. Then you have San Jose leading the Pacific Division, 81. Edmonton, 76. Anaheim, 74. Calgary, 72. St. Louis, 67. Like... If if you can get if Chicago gets out of there at any point, I, I I couldn't even begin to tell you who the favorite would be. Yeah, I, I agree, Jim. And I mean, this is one of those situations. I mean, you you sit there and uh, again, if if you, you you are for this type of thing, I mean, throw a hundred bucks down on every team, 
and Chicago, I mean, Chicago comes out of the, the, the West and you're still looking at 600 to win the Stanley cup, assuming they can. And I mean, you're down 200 bucks, assuming that the East doesn't win if, if that's your feeling. Um, but I, I agree with, I guess you said Chris posted it, but, uh, I think there's a ton of value on Nashville right now. Uh, and I, I hope that that 30 to one is still to be found somewhere when I'm out in Vegas this weekend. Cause that's uh that will definitely get my attention. Um, I, I, a team that, uh, that I just can't figure out this year is the St. Louis blues. Yeah. I mean, uh, Jake Allen has been, uh, he was horrific to start the year. And uh, I, I, but since they made that coaching change, um, his numbers aren't, aren't, uh, Super great, but he has been really solid. He left in a real soft one on their first goal last night, but uh, they, they he has been real solid. I mean, he had 43 out of 45 two, two starts ago and lost 2-1. to one. He lost 2-1 to one last night. Um, the, the, this issue with the St. Louis Blues it isn't really an offense or a uh, defense goaltending issue, in my opinion. It's more of a – they're not putting the puck in the net, which is uh, – adding stress to uh, Jake and all the, all the crew out there. But uh, th- this St. Louis Blues team is one that uh, if they start scoring and they have enough offensive talent to score, um, they could be a dangerous run as well. Um, You've you got to give Anaheim some look as well in the West with uh, Gibby and Nett. Uh, obviously, good, good, good young goaltender. Uh, I'm as high on him as I've been on anyone. Uh, I mean, he was on the junior national team. We saw him in uh, Hershey when he was playing for Norfolk. So, uh, kid's definitely going to be a good one. Uh, the question is, how long can he sustain it? Um, and this, this Minnesota Wild team, you know, uh, it, it, aside from Bruce being the coach, which I know where you stand on that, we don't need to go over that. <laughs> um, but aside from Bruce being the coach, uh, this is a very uh, interesting team. That it seems like it seems like they win every game by goal. Like, and their goal differential is tremendous, probably second in the league to the Capitals, I would think. But it seems like every game they win by a goal every time I look at the scores. That they're either and, and it's not consistent at all. Like last night they won six to five, and I was, um, I was like, oh, they're up, they're up uh, four to one, no big deal. Look back at the score a little bit later, it was five to two. All of a sudden it's five to five, and it's like, whoa, this is something that shouldn't happen when you're a, uh, when you're in a. Uh, leading your conference and division or all but leading your conference and division if you're not. But uh, with, with a five to two lead, that should be game over. Good enough. Yeah. Their differential is uh plus 62 uh, at the moment. Dave, let's take a, just a, a brief pause here. Cause we have some, uh, we have some more action on the, uh, on the Facebook page and I, I want to keep the thoughts fresh. Uh, but uh, we, we gotta, we gotta show the sponsor from some love here. So let's just take a quick break for the, uh, for the sponsor love. Are you the next Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, or Deion Sanders? Do you have what it takes to become the next great talent? Whether you play baseball, basketball, football, or any other sport, you all at least have one thing in common, the need to be recognized. It doesn't matter if you're trying to get recruited to your dream school or striving to make it to the next level. I'mNextUSA.com is the platform for you. All right, again, you're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast, NGSCSports.com, or on Facebook.com slash Huddle Up Podcast on the live video there. You can subscribe to the show, iTunes or Android, search Huddle Up with Jim and Dave. Make sure you, uh, again, like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Huddle Up Podcast, and uh, follow us on Twitter at Huddle Up Podcast. So, Dave, uh, yeah, we're, we're getting a lot of action here on the uh, on the on the Facebook Live. Jason checks in and asks, uh, "Do we think the Flyers uh, would get in? And if not, what is their downfall?" 
Uh, looking at them going into the action tonight, uh, 65 points, four points uh, behind uh, eighth place Toronto. And that's that's still stunning to me. That I mean, and, and, and that's both conferences. Again, both conferences have the eighth seed below 70 points right now. Um, maybe I'm just flabbergasted because of how far ahead uh, the, the, the Capitals are at the moment. But um, do the Flyers get in? That that is that's a that to me that's almost a million dollar question, and I'm not just trying to be funny. Um, th- th- they certainly have a chance. Yeah, let me let yeah. me help you out. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. The the they, no. Okay. Well, why is it then? Well, the, why it is is a you have a guy like Wayne Simmons that plays his rear off night in and night out, but the rest of the guys. And I'm I'm mainly looking at G Claude Giroux. Where has he been all year? Like you need your you need your leader, your captain to step up here. He has done. He has had one of the quietest years, um, unless he's playing through an injury, which is very well possible because it's hockey and you don't hear about that stuff. But uh, if he's not playing through an injury, uh, they need to have a serious talk to him in the off season because he's been. Uh, uh, floating through the neutral zone uh, and not back-checking a couple other things that he's done in previous years. So um, I, I question um, what what's going on with him and what type of an effect that's having on the locker room. Obviously, it's not having an effect on Simmons at all, but uh, the, the Flyers are still a year or two away, and if they get in by some, uh, some stretch of the imagination, uh, it's going to be amazing experience for the rest of their young guys. But uh, I don't think they get in. Uh, one of the main reasons is they have to play a lot of these uh, top-tier teams still, if I'm not mistaken, on their schedule. So that's going to hurt them when every point matters for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with your points there. Um, but again, in, in, a, in a conference where the, the bottom end is is so close, I mean, the, the, the Flyers are three spots out. They're four points away. Again, Toronto's 69 points. The Islanders are at 68. The Panthers are at 68. The Flyers, 65. Tampa Bay, 64. Buffalo, 63. New Jersey, 62. Um, I mean, even you go all the way to the bottom, Detroit at 60. Carolina at 59. I mean, these teams are, are not going to get in, but it just shows you how close this, uh, you know, this this division and or these these divisions in this conference really are. Um, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to write the flyers off necessarily because we saw what they did earlier in the year when they had the long winning streak and and this and that, but you know, you're looking at a team that, and, and I know goal differential only tells you so much of the story. The flyers are a minus 26. They're the, they're the third worst team in the Eastern conference for goal differential. Um, you know, like, so Jim, what's your, what's your answer? I believe it was a yes or no question. You're being a politician here. Uh, gun to my head. No, the flyers don't get in. If I have to, you. yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it, the, the, I mean, again, not going to a hundred percent rule them out, but, uh, if I had to say yes or no, um, I would say no. Uh, so again, if you're if you're following along uh, Facebook or listening live on ngscsports.com, we appreciate that. Again, subscribe to us on iTunes or Android. Uh, if you want to call in and be part of the action, we had one we had a caller earlier. The number to call in is 
5772. Uh Dave, anything else from uh from the NHL, from trade deadlines, uh Stanley Cup odds, any, anything else? Any other hockey that that jumps out at you? Yeah, not uh, not too much. I mean, I think the the only thing that we have to touch on a little bit uh being AHL guys as well. Um, I think there was a story out of Rochester that uh, Blue Cross Arena didn't renew the lease with the Amherst, so a little uh, kind of interesting to see where they end up. Wow. Uh, assuming that they're, that uh, nothing's going to come out of there, and I think that was Rochester, but I'm not positive on that, uh, so I might be wrong on that one. Um, but the other the other thing as well is the, uh, the Bridgeport Sound Tigers and the uh, New York Islanders did not move Yarrow Halak, so uh, Bridgeport is going to be extremely good. Uh, and they actually might be a uh, dark horse as a four seed to win the Eastern Conference in the AHL. So uh, kind of uh, interesting dynamics that the uh, the Bears have at the moment. They're the fifth best in the Eastern Conference, and they're on the outside looking in right now because of how strong their division is. Yeah, no, I didn't. I actually didn't see that about uh, about Blue Blue Cross Arena and the and the Amherst. That'll be something to uh, pay attention to. Be it, besides the Hershey Bears, the longest. Uh, the longest active team in the American Hockey League, so definitely will be a a story to watch uh, to watch there. Uh, Dave, let's move to football. I, I mean, we, we we made it one show last week without uh, really talking any any football stories, but uh, that that's going to change this week as um, we're getting near to uh, free agency. Uh, the the I think the actual. First day of free agency is, I think, sometime next week. Um, but uh, the the teams that uh, the, there are teams that are not uh, not bringing back certain players, and that's what um, what is, is kind of brings stuff to our attention. And there are three notable players that are not being brought back to their uh, to their teams. Long, you know, kind of mainstays. Uh, probably most notably, Adrian Peterson. Um, he's been with the Vikings for, uh, for over 10 years. Uh, he'll become a free agent when, uh, when the league year kicks off next week, March 9th. Uh, he was due to, uh, have a $18 million cap hit next year, uh, which it would have been over twice the next highest running back, which was, which is LaShawn McCoy's 8.9 million. Um, the, the other two big ones, Dave, Jamal Charles, not coming back to Kansas City and Darrell Revis not going back to the Jets and all of these are they're money based I mean there there's no there's no question to it it's the same reason that um well that and Dak Prescott but the same reason that Tony Romo um will not be the backup in Dallas next year because it, it you know that there comes a point when the value that you're paying is not worth what you're getting in return. So Adrian Peterson out, Jamal Charles out. And and right there, it it, it really kind of shows you the shift in what the the NFL has become. Because, you know, these these guys are workhorses. These guys um, you know, were at the top of their game for so long and now um because of those contracts, now they have to find new homes. Yeah, definitely. It's just kind of a uh, a shift, for lack of better terms, as you said. I mean, this is kind of like the AP is kind of like the last guy of our uh, young years that uh, still playing football and producing at a high level, aside from that uh, faster Brady guy. But uh, 
<laughs> it's just kind of a shift that uh, I think it's coming out party in Kansas City with what the running backs were able to do during the playoffs. And uh, I, I think Adrian Peterson, you just have no confidence in his health at the moment, just given everything he's gone through the past couple of years. So uh, there, there's definitely a better options out there on the market for what you can get with the money. And that's just what happens in a salary cap. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Uh, you know, the the and, and as running backs age, uh, you know, production tends to decline. And and especially a guy like Adrian Peterson, who is a, is a physical running back, and there's a lot of guys. Uh, it's it's a it's a fairly loaded uh, running back draft class this year, uh, which is not going to help him. Uh, uh, there's been a lot of talk that that Jerry Jones wants him, um, which doesn't surprise me. I hope that he airs. Uh, on this side of intelligence and, and does not sign Adrian Peterson. I don't think that the Cowboys need Adrian Peterson as a backup running back uh, unless uh, unless you can get him at, at, at value, you know, at, at a low dollar amount. But I, I don't see that being a case. But, I, you know, it's just it's age and health. And, and those two things are something that running backs in particular can't get away from. It's the – every – Every play, these guys, whether it's a run pay, run play or a pass play, they're they are getting hit because they're either running the ball and getting tackled, um, a lot of times catching the ball or getting tackled, or they're they're pass blocking. So the you know these these guys are going to break down. That's what we see. That's what has been happening. And uh, you know Peterson and Jamal Charles are out. Darrell Revis out again. It's it's age and it's money. Uh, there, there's you know there's there's really no I when 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 I saw those come across, it's like now those are big names that are hitting the free agent line, but I wasn't surprised by any of them. Yeah, I'm I'm in complete agreement there. That it's like uh, I mean, first off, I sat there and looked at it and I was like, oh, someone's going to wave AP. What the heck? And then you're like, oh yeah, this isn't three years ago. This this makes sense. This is kind of. Uh, <laughs> It's kind of that shifting in the guard, for lack of better terms. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, but uh, I mean, I, quite honestly, if uh, if any of these guys sign with the Panthers, uh, happy or not, would would de- de- determine on the price that they're paid. I mean, you pay AP ten mil, I'm going to be like, what the hell were we doing? But you pay him uh, maybe I don't know a million six hundred thousand. You pay you, you're in those low numbers, and I'm like, oh, great signing. So right, it's right. all price dependent. Right, exactly. Um, you know, and that's the thing. If if Dallas can sign Adrian Peterson at uh, you know what they're paying, like a Darren McFadden, I think he's a better Darren McFadden at this point of his career. Um, I I don't think they should pay him anything close to what uh, what Adrian Peterson probably wants to see on a contract. So, yeah, it's it's all. And again, these these things are going to get answered a little bit more. Uh, before the next time we're on air, we're not on air next week, uh, so plan accordingly. If uh, if if you uh, you know, so we don't get angry tweets or or anything, we will not be on on uh, on air next week. Uh, and and free agency will be open and and will be uh, almost a week old by the time we're back on air uh, in two weeks. So that'll be uh, that'll be something that uh, you want to keep track of on our uh, on our Dave's Twitter birthday, page. So we're taking a holiday. Yeah, exactly. And that 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 is probably the the, the smarter choice, but uh, 
you know, Facebook and uh, Twitter. Go to uh, Huddle Up Podcast, and and we will uh, try and stay on top of things. Uh, th- this is one, Dave, that it, it's kind of just more of the the question of will we see him land on a team? Uh, Colin Kaepernick opting out of his deal uh, in San Francisco. Uh, he he got uh, new agents uh, the, in this off season, uh, opting out of his deal in San Francisco. Uh, he was probably they were. I think they were looking to deal him as it was. Uh, or release him, so no surprise that he's opting out. But I guess the question at this point is, uh, you know, since since the 49ers made it to the Super Bowl, uh, which I think was more about Harbaugh's team than it was about Colin Kaepernick, uh, and and everything that that you know, all the loaded stuff that we're not even going to really touch on, but everything that you get with a Colin Kaepernick, is there a team in the NFL that is going to say? Yeah, I'm going to take the risk on him. Jim, I think this is another one that goes all back to price. I mean, if you, if you can get someone on your team uh, like, like Kaepernick, who, who's got a a world of talent if he's utilized correctly. That's the key, that you have to be utilize him correctly. He's never going to be one that is a pocket passer and beat you, beat you like Tom Brady is. But if he's used in the correct manner, he can be effective in the NFL. Um, but am I signing this guy for millions of dollars? Absolutely not. But if I can bring him in for 600000 again, 800000 uh, why not? Um, worst case, you put him, you put him in the third string and you have that option if you, you, know, you need to switch it up or something happens during the year. But uh, he, he, you don't sign this guy to a lot of money. He's a clear distraction. But at the same time, if you get him for the right price, it, it, it's not a bad road to explore. Yeah. Um... I, I could see a team wanting to uh, to go pretty low on a deal. Um, that I think I think the hard part is going to be he was set to make uh, a fourteen point five million dollar base salary this upcoming year. So I, I I don't see him at at his age kind of taking a low offer. I mean, maybe if it gets to that point, if uh, you know if they're if they're not landing anywhere um that the number does come down but i think i think it's going to be a hard bargain i don't think we see him uh come to it come to an, a, a team in an agreement early in in free agency i think this is going to be one that's going to play out for a while um i will say that i do think at the end of the day when the uh when the season kicks off in september colin kaepernick will be on a team um, I think there's a lot of worse quarterbacks out there and there's probably teams that are starting worse quarterbacks. So I, I do think Kaepernick will be on a team where he lands. Uh, that, that remains to be seen. It just seems like the, the kind of fit that he ends up in the New York jets for some reason. Like it just has that feel to <laughs> it. That he's a jet. Yeah, that he does kind of feel like a jet. Um, and my pal, uh, my pal Jeff Lloyd will not uh, not appreciate us saying things like that. But sorry, Jeff, uh, that that's kind of what it feels like that organization does. Um, Dave, let's uh, let, let's unless you have anything else football wise, let's talk a little golf and then let's get out of here. Sounds good to me. The only uh, the only other thing is I saw uh, 
I saw that the Giants were looking at AP pretty heavily. So that'll be kind of an interesting dynamic huh. if they picked him up, just given that division and uh, uh, just the, the schedule that they normally have and the uh, the wide receiver weapons that they have. Granted, they still don't have a uh, a quarterback, in my opinion, but uh, <laughs> g- given their their wide receiver talent and if you had to respect the run a little bit more, uh, that can make the Giants a very, very well, interesting team. Yeah, and, and again, depending on, on what uh, what dollar figure you get him at, you have a great young running back in Perkins, uh, and and obviously having a having a leader, a mentor uh, like Adrian Peterson uh, can't be a bad thing. So yeah, it's it's it, the free agency is going to be interesting again. That starts uh, next Thursday, uh, I, I guess uh, fe- uh, March the ninth. So uh, that that's going to be that's going to be something to uh, to watch and 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 see where some of these big pieces, um, whether it's Age-wise, uh, name-wise, or, or uh, pure talent-wise, uh, there's going to be a lot of names that are going to be shifting this year uh, in the NFL. So, real quick, Dave, here, uh, Ricky Fowler uh, winning this past weekend at the uh, at the Honda Classic. Uh, he had a four-shot lead going into Sunday. Uh, it was a uh, it was a windy day. Uh, you know, the course kind of fought him a little bit. Uh, he shot a 71. He finished 12 under on the on the weekend, uh, and he won by the same margin he started the day at. Ricky Fowler gets his first win of the 2017 year, and uh, you know he's a guy that, you know, he has four wins in his career uh, on the PGA Tour, two on the European Tour. He his best year, I think, in, in general, came back in 2014, and these were his major finishes. That year, uh, he was tied for fifth at the Masters. He was tied for second at both the U.S. and the Open Championship. Uh, and he was tied for third at the PGA Championship. Uh, you know, so that was a few years ago. And he's a guy that, um, you know, I think since he, he's he's kind of matured a little bit that I, I would have thought would have been one of the more dominant golfers week in, week out. Um, and, and again, and I, and I'm not one of these guys that necessarily likes to say the, uh, likes to, you know, keep going back to tiger, but, um, the, the, the fact of the matter is we, we talked on the show last week about just how dominant tiger woods really was. And I just, I, you're not going to see that again. Um, you, you do see guys that, that kind of have a, have more dominance than, than others, my question is, Dave, you know, do you think this is the year where Fowler kind of puts himself in kind of that elite company? I, I would say with like the Dustin Johnsons and the Jordan Spieths and um, and the Jason Days. Is this is this the year for Fowler or is it just is it going to be kind of one of those roller coaster years where, you know, he has a couple of great weeks and then he has weeks where he just can't find it at all. Jim, uh, definitely a good question there. Uh, before I answer that, remind me if I don't remember to do it, but I have a good stat on Fowler that I think you'll like. Um, but as far as, as far as Ricky goes, I feel like he's one that we've been saying this every year at the start of the beginning of the tour season for the past four or five years. Like, is this Ricky's year? I mean, I, I feel like the last couple of years has been, is this Dustin Johnson's year too? So it's kind of like, um, I don't want to say I'm getting tired of saying it and hearing it, but it seems like it's like 
if it's not this year, when's it going to be type thing? And it's, uh, it's one of those patterns that he's, he's always in contention some of the time, but then the next week he's missing a cut. So it's, it's that roller coaster play that we've talked about and we, we talked, touched on with Dustin last week. Um, so, I mean, obviously, uh, six career wins, as you said, and he's got one to start off this year. So that's a, uh, a momentum building thing for uh, heading into the Masters in a couple of weeks. Um, but is this his year? I have no idea. Um, it, it's early still, but uh, it, I mean, why not, for lack of better terms? But uh, the, the, the stat I saw this weekend on Ricky Fowler um, is he is the longest driver of the golf ball on tour when you take golf or your average drive divided by your weight. He gets, I think it was like 2.7 yards per pound because I think he's under 150 pounds. Wow. Based on what they said on the whatever thing I was uh, watching. So he's a uh, he's two point, call it 2.5 for math sake. Boy, but, if I uh, if I could only get those kind of uh, those kind of numbers behind my drive. Uh, Jim, I said 2.5, not 0.25 per pound. <laughs> well, that's what I said. If if I wish that I could, I'd be lucky if I get 0.25 on my drive. I know, but the, the thing the thing I found interesting is is not only did they say I I, I think Jason Day was number two, but uh, I'm not positive on that. But uh, Fowler being number one, they said if he was the same build and stature as Dustin Johnson, he would be averaging three hundred or four hundred and thirty five yards a drive. Jeez. That's sick. <laughs> like, can you imagine? Uh, no, I I can't. Well, I I have to imagine. Because I, yeah, I, sure. I can't come anywhere near that. That that's that's sick. That is yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, the the other thing uh, the other thing in the golf world right now, and then you can come back to Ricky Fowler and and, and battle on like you like to. But uh, I think they're playing down in uh, down near uh, Mexico City this weekend, which uh, is a mile and a half off in, in altitude for the course. And I saw somewhere online that uh, at this altitude, the golf ball flies between 10 and 15% further in the air. Okay. So can you I, – I, I'm kind of interested to watch the tour a little bit this weekend because can you imagine what it's going to do to these guys, not only how far they're going to hit a ball, but you have – you you know, you're sitting there at 100 yards. Okay, does that mean it's 100 yards or does that mean I have to play it like it's 110 yards or 90 yards or – right. Some of these guys that are so technical, like, oh, I got to carry it 87 yards, got to bounce twice, and then stop. What is this going to do? I think it's just going to completely mind boggle them with all this extra information. I, I think it's just going to be comical to sit there and watch because it's going to be, oh, I hit that one really good, and you fly the green. Well, first now, again, off, they're going to play so many practice rounds today and right. yesterday that they should have a lot of this worked out. But For... when you put the pressure on it, too, it's just going to be interesting. First off, you should be excited to watch the tour every weekend. Just saying, uh, but no, when you when you have when you have courses that make the game that much different, uh, it is more intriguing to watch. So yes, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, like the a couple years back when the when the U.S. Open was at Marion, um, and it was a much shorter course than the guys were used to playing it made it more of an interesting watch than a normal major because I like to see when guys have to manage the course more and have to, you know, put more thought into it and put more creativity into the whole thing. 
to me that that makes golf more I mean I like to watch golf um but it, it does make it uh, a little more interesting when uh you know you you kind of see these guys scratch their head and get frustrated and things like that you know kind of what what we look like on a golf course for all 18 holes well it's kind of like playing with you and me I mean me that just I mean, I'm, what, 50, 60 yards longer than you off the tee, but you're a lot less adventurous some of the time, most of the time right. than I am. Right, You know, I look at, a, I look at a shot and go, variant. this is the smart play, and then you're like, I'm going to try this. Let me see how hard I can pound the pitch out of this golf ball. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, well, and then, uh, I mean, just uh, putting is always an adventure. Uh, watching you putt is, is, uh, is pretty amusing. And the question, are we going to get a putter slam? Or are we going to get a putter throw? Um, what's the condition of the of the flat stick going to look like uh, when we finish this round? That That's always a question I have in my mind with you. I just hope that the hole moves and gets, gets in the way of my ball, in all honesty, because I have no <laughs> clue with that. With that. I, I feel like I'm worse than Happy Gilmore with a hockey stick. And, <laughs> and, yes, this is breaking ground. I just quoted a movie on the show. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I read greens, uh, you know, like, like a blind guy reads a normal sheet of paper. I it just, I, I still don't get it. I've been playing for five years now and, uh, reading a green, I don't, I, I don't even really try that much. It's just kind of, I'm going to hit it a little bit this way and, uh, see how much prayer works today. Well, the, the gym logic on reading a green is you say, okay, if I had to walk this way, am I going to be happy because I'm going downhill or pissed <laughs> off and have to walk uphill? That that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Um, yeah, I mean, Dave, looking at uh, just back to Ricky Fowler really quick, uh, you know, it, it, he's played 179 events in his career. Uh, like I said, he's won four. He's had nine second-place finishes. He's been in the top ten 50 times in the top 25, 80 times. Uh, and he's made the cut 139 out of 179 times. So he's only missed the cut 40 times. I, that, that's, that's pretty good. So he's making it to the weekend a lot, but he's not, uh, he's not able to finish, uh, a lot of times. So, uh, I, I like Fowler. I really do. He's, he's a guy that, uh, you know, he's, he's, he plays with emotion. And I think that the guys like him are, are great for golf. So I think uh, golf probably needs more guys like him. Uh, I hope that this is the year he finds more success. I really do. Yeah, I have no objection with that at all. So, um, Jim, going to toss it over to you for kind of one final question. On, uh, assuming you're done with golf here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, um, I, I'm, I'm out of topics. I'm out of, out of items. So, so being how I'm going to Las Vegas this weekend, and I have to rub that in a little bit on you. <laughs> um, but being being Saturday out there. Um, what, what, what sporting event are you most looking forward to on Saturday? I mean, I know it's, I know I can guess and it's probably the, the Capitals Flyers game because we should beat the crap out of the Flyers. But I mean, you have Duke UNC, which is huge. You have a couple other huge college basketball games. Um, I'm sure there's some NBA games that I know isn't going to be high up on your list. Oh, of course, uh, of course. What what kind of, what kind of piques your interest this weekend as far as games and, uh, Anything else along those lines coming up? Um, I mean, uh, the there's a there's a WWE pay per view on Sunday. Uh, I don't know if Jim, I, I said I said sports, not theater. <laughs> oh, had to get that one in there. Oh, um, 
I have no idea. What, what is there? Is there something going on in Vegas this weekend? Uh, there's a U.S. I think UFC 209 is in Vegas, but there's not really anyone uh, substantial on the card. I, I, I was looking at the tickets because it was like, hmm, I'm in Vegas and I could kind of see this and it would be interesting for lack of better terms. I mean, I, I, I've watched UFCs on TV and everything, but it'd kind of be cool to be there for one, just, you know, uh, kind of fall into it. But uh, for the tickets were a little pricey and it was like, eh, I'll just bet sports instead of spending this money. Yeah, no, I mean, it. I, I, I think it'd be a, it'd be a fun thing to go to stuff like that. And, and I've always said I want to go to a NASCAR race. I've heard that the environment of, uh, of seeing a race live is, is kind of you know indescribable. Uh, I have friends that aren't even fans really of NASCAR, but uh, you know they, they've gone to a few races uh, with friends of theirs and love the environment. I think, I mean, seeing things live is you know it, it it is such a game changer when you're talking about you know the the, the sport or what have you being live changes it so um, would, you, would you go to a live basketball game if the tickets came available at the right price oh absolutely absolutely huh, interesting right i'd love to get down to a sixers game at here's some the thing point. i would go and and i always i always said said this to friends of mine because i i had a couple of friends that actually had season tickets at um, the the Philadelphia Union. And they always, you know, because I, I rag on soccer. I openly rag on soccer. I'm, I I don't apologize for ragging on soccer. And they're like, well, you got to go. You have to see it live. It's so much different live. It's so much better live. I said, well, you have season tickets. How much does a game cost? You know, I'll, I'll go with you. Take me to a game. Prove to me that seeing it live is, is worth it. Prove to me that seeing it live – uh, could could make me actually have an appreciation for the sport, and none of them took me up on the offer. So uh, that offer that's because still... they didn't want to see be seen in public with you, sir. Oh, well, that's not very nice. The truth hurts. Uh, actually, probably does, uh, Dave. So yeah, no show next week, Dave. Uh, just let people know where they can follow you on Twitter, and then uh, we're going to close this thing up for a few weeks. Definitely, uh, we're at D Gerhart uh, G E R H A R T zero two four on Twitter. Um, we, we will be out in Vegas this weekend, so, uh, maybe it'll be, uh, some fun posts on the, uh, podcast Twitter page. Uh, not going to say who's making them. Of course you can guess. Um, there's been a couple Cowboys ragging on, uh, which I don't know how they got on there in all honesty, but, uh, it, <laughs> yeah, it just I'm not showed sure. up, so I had to happen. <laughs> it had to happen. But, uh, um, again, uh, we really appreciate all the support and everyone listening in, into us and, uh, our, our battling on and our, uh, rambling but uh we, we we definitely appreciate all the support we were talking about it before the uh the show actually and just uh kind of appreciate seeing how many viewers we got on the facebook live stream and uh uh just how many are listening and downloading the show so it's uh kind of exciting to see those numbers keep going up and up and up so um we we, we definitely appreciate all the support and uh definitely appreciate uh the, the loyal listeners that we have uh the couple folks that tune in week in and week out so uh we appreciate all that and uh uh, definitely will be, uh, we'll be, uh, posting some things from Vegas this week. And, uh, anyone has any questions or topics or wants to debate sports in the meantime, or something big happens, uh, we can definitely throw together a show, uh, at some point in the coming 10 days or so, if, uh, if it warrants it. But, uh, if not, we'll be back in, uh, two weeks with, uh, March Madness on the, on the heels of everything. So, uh, Jim, back to you, but, uh, again, thanks to all the listeners and, uh, have a, uh, great 
weekend of sports. All right, have a safe trip, Dave. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to say be smart. I will just say make it back here on the show in two weeks. Yes, sir. We will We will do what we can. And uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have a little surprise for the listeners while we're out there, hopefully. So uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, I got something up my sleeve. So I uh, haven't even told you about this. So oh, you're on the edge of your seat now. Oh, that's always da- dangerous. So uh, all right, have a good have a good trip, buddy. And uh, we'll talk to you in a few weeks. Thanks, thanks, man. We'll uh, we'll be in touch. All right, so that's going to do it, folks. Again, no live show next week, but you can always catch up and, and follow along with the show. Subscribe to us on iTunes or Android by searching Huddle Up with Jim and Dave. Uh, you can also go to Facebook.com slash Huddle Up Podcast. Twitter is at Huddle Up Podcast. You can follow me at Big Jim Sports. Also, uh, check out NGSCSports.com. It is our home network. We are proud to be a part of it. And uh, check out the place uh, there. All of the shows are on Spreaker, iHeartRadio, or the TuneIn Radio app by searching NGSC. We also stream daily at LeapSports.com. That is L-E-E-I-B Sports.com. Until two weeks from today, be safe, be smart, and as always, go for the win. Jordan, Tom Brady, or Deion Sanders? Do you have what it takes to become the next great talent? Whether you play baseball, basketball, football, or any other sport, you all at least have one thing in common, the need to be recognized. It doesn't matter if you're trying to get recruited to your dream school or striving to make it to the next level. I'mNextUSA.com is the platform for you.